Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to talk about energy transfers reaction to the election. On Wednesday, after the market closed, energy transfer held their third quarter earnings call. A week earlier, they cut their distribution in half. Their stock was yielding 18% before they did that. So the market was already pretty skeptical they keep paying it. The earnings call was the company's first public comment since cutting the payout. So I listened to it. But given the timing, with votes still being counted from the election, what interested me the most was their reaction to the results. Four years ago, when Trump won, energy executives were very happy. They expected a much easier time in their business, less regulation, no focus on climate change. Trump delivered on these. But while the shale revolution wasn't that bad as far as executive compensation went, for investors, it was a complete bust across the U.S. energy sector. Companies drilled too many wells and built too many pipelines. The overinvestment had already been hurting returns. COVID exposed a glut. Whatever you think about Trump and his policies, his presidency has been awful for energy investors. Energy transfer is coming to terms with a Biden presidency, although as of Wednesday, they hadn't given up hope that Trump could still win. I guess. Kind of from our standpoint, as far as the election goes, I'm not sure we're in the same boat that it's already been decided. Uh, certainly that, that could happen. Uh, we think it's probably still a toss-up for a whole number of reasons, but we certainly will know over the next two or three days. But the, the positives are in a Democrat-controlled uh, uh, government is that the regulations will, will no doubt increase. So it'll be much more difficult to build pipelines, to construct pipelines, to get pipelines permitted, be very time consuming. And, and so companies like ourselves, we probably kind of stand alone with uh, our footprint throughout the country where we're going to every major basin. Uh, we feel pretty good about uh, that aspect of, of them winning. That's Mackie McRae, the new co-CEO of Energy Transfer. He's explaining how a President Biden would make it even harder to build new pipelines, which leaves companies like Energy Transfer with an extensive pipeline network already in place in a great position. If new pipelines can't be built, existing ones must be more valuable. McRae is making the best of it because he'd rather be building new pipelines. This is what energy companies love to do is build, reinvest back in the business. But investors haven't done so well out of that for the past few years. We're in the final stages of several significant growth projects, which will help support our future growth. And we believe that there are exciting days ahead for the partnership as we're taking meaningful actions to build and improve our industry-leading franchise. And we currently expect our 2021 growth capex expenditures to be approximately $1.3 billion in growth capital in 2022 and 2023 to be between five and $700 million per year. Energy transfer generates over $10 billion in EBITDA every year. Last year, they spent over $4 billion on new projects. 
And here they're telling you it'll be between five and seven hundred million dollars three years later, down over 80%. You can hear the disappointment in his voice. He's resigned to the lower figures, but not really enthusiastic about it. But I am. One of the most attractive things about owning pipeline stocks is the prospect that they're going to spend less money on new pipelines going forward. In fact, after the past four years, I'd be happy if they didn't reinvest any money in new projects and just stuck to maintaining the infrastructure they've already built. This is why a Biden presidency with a Republican Senate might be the Goldilocks government. Call it Goldilocks gridlock. Not too hot and not too cold. A president who will enforce regulations and use executive orders that make it harder to build new pipelines but with no chance of passing any sweeping laws that will outlaw fracking or otherwise inflict serious harm on the energy sector. If Biden does become president, he's going to scrape in. He shouldn't confuse victory with a national endorsement of his platform. So as a pipeline investor, I like hearing the disappointment in an executive's voice when he says growth capex will be down. That means more cash for buybacks and for dividend hikes. It means there's less to go wrong with the generation of free cash flow. There's less risk that they'll miscalculate the return on investment on a project. There was another interesting segment on the energy transfer call. Green hydrogen has been getting attention lately. The other day, we wrote about New Fortress Energy, whose stock has tripled this year on little more than management discussing plans to start moving hydrogen. The world has abundant hydrogen and it burns without producing CO2, but it's expensive getting it in a form that you can use. We've looked at uh, green energy. So, uh, so you look at uh, taking wind and solar through the electrolysis process and producing hydrogen. Our estimates are it's about eight times per MBTU as the value of, of methane. We, we kind of scratch our heads around hydrogen. Uh, we know Europe is you know, setting up billions of dollars of subsidies, and we know there's a lot of companies here talking about it and doing it. And of course, Air Products is big time in it with their plants and pipelines. But at this point, we don't see anything close on the horizon around hydrogen. So although there's a growing hype around hydrogen as a fuel, there are still big technical challenges in making it cost effective. But coming back to the election, energy investors are probably in for enough regulation to limit new projects but no sweeping legislation to screw things up. We're calling it Goldilocks Gridlock. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter, at Simon Lack.